The Iowa Wild are hoping for a solid season under first-year head coach Brett McClain. We will discuss everything you need to know heading into the 2023-2024 Iowa Wild season on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes, especially with the season less than two weeks away. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Ben Gislason joins us to preview the season for the Iowa Wild. We'll talk about how things have been going under new head coach Brett McLean and some potential names to watch as the season unfolds. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And as mentioned, we bring in the voice of the Iowa Wild, Ben Gislason, joining us here today. Ben, glad to have you back on. It's pretty close to the start of the season and so I know you are excited I'm excited hockey season is just about here I'm excited to be back on with you too Seth I feel like it's a rite of passage uh, to open our season now the last couple of years we've we've made this an annual thing so I'm always always a pleasure to chat with you and looking forward to it today and yes everybody's very excited everybody thinks their team is exactly where they need to be as I hear in every podcast I listen to right now when you talk to whether it's broadcasters or players or executives for teams everyone's in a good mood aren't they yeah everybody the hype for the season is not at a higher spot than it is right now everybody's excited for uh, what will unfold and uh, it is exciting for the Iowa Wild because we've got a bit of a new direction Brett McLean stepping from the uh, the bench for the Minnesota Wild to now head coach down in Iowa and so I wanted to start here and Ben, what uh, what have you had a chance to see from uh, Coach McLean so far and kind of what he will bring to this team, the direction they want to go, the style they want to play? What have we seen from Coach McLean so far? You know, not a ton as of yet in person because I'm in like a weird spot where I go up and back from Minnesota quite a bit during September Whereas the rest of our staff, athletic trainers, equipment managers, strength coaches, they live in Minnesota through the month. I mean, they are there in September for the prospect tournament, for the opening of training camp. They're still there. They will be coming down this weekend with the host of our players who will be getting a cut from the Minnesota Wild roster this weekend as well. So I haven't seen a lot in person yet, but what I have seen and what I have had is a lot of communication with Brett. And whether that's working on my other side of my job with the travel and the team services um, or uh, asking him just in passing his thoughts on some players when I've had some moments with him during the prospect tournament, during training camp, and the one thing I've really gleaned from Brett early on is he is extremely calculated. He's calculated in the way he thinks. He's calculated in the way he talks. He's calculated in the way he operates. And so I'm really excited to see the tactician and the teacher that I think Brett McLean will be 
the thing that stands out, and he talked about it in his opening press conference when he was announced as the head coach back in, I believe it was late June, he said he feels he has a very unique background to be in this position that's going to be extremely prosperous for the Minnesota Wild because he's been a first-line center, he's been a second-line center all the way down, he's been a penalty killer, he's been a power play guy, he's been the go-to scorer, he's been the shot blocker, he's been in the press box night in, night out watching games. And when you're in the American Hockey League, that's what you have. Every player that that comes through the American Hockey League and in the National Hockey League, too, has a different role. But in the National Hockey League, it's not a developmental league. Yes, you're coaching. Yes, you're teaching. But you're there to perform. In the American League, to have a coach that can walk into any one-on-one meeting with any player and say, hey, I've been where you're at, that is a huge, huge bonus to have. And I also think getting a younger voice – is going to be really beneficial for, I don't know this to be true yet, but boy, it's going to be one of the youngest teams in the American Hockey League this year down in Iowa, specifically on the back end. I know we'll get there, Seth, but to have a voice where the players can go, yeah, like he gets it, you know, he understands he's he's 40, like he's 44 years old. Um, he, he's not 50 years older than some of these guys. Um, I think that that's going to be a really important part of the Brett McLean era too. And lastly, he has familiarity. From a, from a fan standpoint down here, we're leaving the Tim Army era, which was a very successful era. Our fans really, really enjoyed Tim and his wife, Sue. They were great in our community. And so moving on from that to an unknown, I think would have been tough. What you have now is you have a guy who coached under Tim Army. He was a part of that regime. He understands what it was like when Tim was here. He saw what Tim did in the community, and he he doesn't want to let that fall aside either. He wants to be just as involved, if not more involved, than Tim was when he was here. And that's really important, especially in, in the Des Moines community, in the Iowa community. The one thing that our organization takes a ton of pride on is our commitment to the community and trying to build the brand of hockey, build hockey in Iowa. And you have to have a coach that's bought in on that. And and Brett has been, since the opening day, since the opening meetings he's had with our marketing team, with our front office staff, what can I be doing? What can we be doing to be involved in the community? And he already has a lot of those ties anyways. You should have seen the, the, the people that came to the press conference we had down here. We had all sorts of buddies and and he had his, his kids, Nixon's friends were there, former teammates were there. So he has built in links to the community down here. It really was almost a lead pipe cinch hire. When the job first opened up, I went, it's got to be Brett McLean, right? We all kind of thought it's got to be Brett McLean. So when it was, we were all overjoyed. And we're really excited for what he's going to be bringing to the organization down here in Iowa. Well, and it gives off the impression that Bill Guerin is furthering the locker room continuity that he is trying to foster at the NHL level by extending that down to Iowa to where you don't have like the NHL team and the farm system. You just have one entire branch that encompasses everything. And I think it's really unique too, that Brett was on the NHL staff the last couple of seasons. And so he's going to be suited to know what these guys need to do in order to get to the NHL level, uh, which is what they're all trying to do at some point uh, down the line. It's superbly put. And that may have been even more so than, than him having Iowa ties. That may have been 
his greatest uh, line on the resume, so to speak, for why Brett was the man for the job. You're exactly right. And, and I got to experience a lot of that this year at camp. They brought in just about everybody that we're going to be seeing at our camp, which begins next week. I mean, you know, there, there's a few players from the Iowa Heartlanders, our ECHL affiliate that will be coming over for it. But aside from them, I mean, it's everybody was in Minnesota. So you're right, Seth, like they have built an extension of the Minnesota wild. And that's why all these players, 98% of our roster is going to be made up of guys that began their year in Minnesota that played in preseason games. Mike O'Leary, Kale Kessie almost scored a goal last night. Uh, I mean, these are players that aren't going to play in the NHL this year. They're signed to AHL agreements. Now, they have great years. We did see it happen last year in the American League. A couple of guys got AHL deals, then signed NHL deals. It's very rare. But nonetheless, Bill Guerin is giving these guys the experience of being with the Minnesota Wild. And that doesn't matter if you're Adam Beckman, and that means you're on the cusp, or you're Sammy Walker, or you're on the cusp, or if you're Michael Leary, who is probably going to be a third, fourth line center for the Iowa Wild this season. That is the mantra of the Wild organizations. Everybody has value. Everybody's here. If you're wearing that uniform, it doesn't matter what you're making, what you're scoring. You're a part of this club, and we want you to feel that way. And Brett McLean is going to mirror that exact same thing once the puck drops here next week for training camp. As uh, as you mentioned, Ben, the um, official roster kind of shift is uh, going to happen tomorrow. But uh, we will talk about some spots on the roster. There are a few that we can kind of dive into without speculating as to who who's in who's out so uh, we'll talk uh, about the goalie situation uh, coming up next but uh, more to come as we continue today's episode of lockdown wild after this all right folks we are in football season you've got college football on saturdays nfl football on sundays and there's nothing better than opening your phone opening the doordash app ordering your favorite food and having it delivered right to your door without having to get up off the couch What if I told you DoorDash has taken things a step further and now if you are making food over the weekend and you're missing an ingredient here or there, they can help you out there too. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Plus, there are easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want them. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20 subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget... That's code LOCKED for a 50% off your first order with DoorDash. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from 0 to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will give you a free preview 
edition of tomorrow's game against Chicago. What should we be looking for with the players that are playing in tomorrow's preseason game? And of course, Locked on Wild will be there in person. So we'll have some content for you throughout the game as well. Continuing our chat with Ben Gislason, voice of the Iowa Wild. And Ben, I know a lot of eyes on Jesper Volstead uh, as he continues to cultivate his skills, played down in Iowa last year. And uh, something that I think was was interesting to me when we last spoke is that it wasn't um, it wasn't as much of a exaggerated split in starts with uh, with Zane McIntyre. Uh, it was pretty even uh, between the two, just to allow Jesper some time to get acclimated to life in in North America. Uh, are we going to see more of a shift towards Jesper as the guy, or do you think we'll see the Iowa Wilds incorporate uh, a few different goalies into the rotation this year? I would be very surprised if it is not a heavy load for Jesper Volstead this season. Uh, when you think about the progression of how you are, <clears throat> excuse me, going to prepare a goaltender to play in the National Hockey League and to be a perennial starter, hopefully a, a perennial top goalie in the in the league, you want them to get acclimated. Um, <clears throat> one thing I always think about is, is coming over from Europe is unlike any other really sport, major sport you can think about, the NBA, the NFL, um, you talk about uh, uh, even Major League Soccer to some extent. I know it's becoming bigger in America now, but you talk about baseball. The game is pretty similar no matter where you play it coming into hockey or coming, sorry, coming into the, ma the major levels. When you're coming into the National Hockey League and you're coming from Europe, things are really different over there, especially for goalies. The rinks are bigger. The angles are different. And so that's something that's often talked about. So it's getting Jesper comfortable was point one. That was what needed to happen last year. He did that and more, set a rookie wins record in Iowa Wild Team history with 18 wins, um, had, had a, a great season by all accounts, scored a goal, uh, became this media darling down here. Uh, we're going to, we're planning on probably using him way too much this season for all kinds of fun content pieces. And he's all about it. Now, the thing for this coming season is, especially when you look at the contracts of Marc-Andre Fleury, you've built the bridge to getting Jesper up there with Philip Gustafson's deal now. What a great tandem that could be at some point, by the way. Um, uh, but Jesper now has to prove he can be the guy. That that to me is what they'll they'll expect out of him this season. I've not been told that explicitly. I'm guessing he has been told that explicitly. If I had to guess, um, I, honestly, if I look at this goaltending tandem the Iowa Wild have this season, I think I'd probably put them up against any in the American Hockey League. Jesper is, I mean, he he was the lone goalie on the American Hockey League's top prospect team at the end of last season. Um, so he's been ranked as number one prospect goaltender by the American Hockey League by votes from last season. And then you've got really over the past decade, one of the steadiest winning goaltenders that the American Hockey League has had in Zane McIntyre. Um, so you have an incredible dual threat there. Jesper, I think, will likely carry most of the mail because the Minnesota Wild need him to. It doesn't behoove them to just have him playing you know, half the starts this season. I would imagine they're going to want it, whether it's 60-40 or maybe 70-30, if Jesper can handle that. Um, but that's what they have to get him ready for. And that probably means some nights he might be tired. He might not be ready to go. But when you get to the National Hockey League level, if you're the horse, that's what you have to get ready for. So they're going to want him to battle through those bumps and bruises, to battle through those difficult nights down here when the lights aren't as bright. 
compared to having to do that when he eventually does make his way to Minnesota permanently. And, and honestly, this is just my own opinion. My guess is you'll see a repeat performance when he does get up to Minnesota, maybe a split. And then eventually if he'd handled that, like he handled his first season here in North America last year, then eventually maybe in year two, year three of him being in Minnesota, that's when we see the official crowning of Jesper as the starter for Minnesota. That's what I think could happen only because I know the jump will be really big for Jesper and he does here this season to get to the national hockey level because everybody talks about it, whether you're a forward defenseman or a goaltender, and it's really big for goalies. Well, and the fun thing too is as we're, we're starting to see, you're seeing this guy who just exudes confidence. Whilst he's he's a very confident goalie, and so to see him kind of to see that blossom, to see that grow while he's down at the AHL level has been really fun because you you think about all those good goalies, and a lot of them have really really big personalities, and he definitely fits into that category. The thing I would add with that too, Seth, I totally agree. I always describe Jesper as someone who is happy to oblige when I come to him with a content idea or an interview or let's get on camera. He's talked to me about that. He loves doing it, but he's not starving for it. And I think there's a difference because you don't want someone that whenever they see me down there, they're like, Hey, you, what, Hey, I, I need to get on camera. What do you need me to do that? That's the wrong look. And that's not, yep. not how Jesper is. And I, I hope as much as I, I talk so gleefully, about him as a person and him as a media personality. I hope that I never, I never show that in, in the wrong light because he's not that he takes care of his business. He's a pro when we want him, he's available, but he's never the guy that's that's. And I've seen that player who's like, Hey, like, let me get on camera. Like, Hey, this, Hey, that that's not him. Um, And that's the perfect type of guy. You want someone that, that he, he light, he lights up when you give him the opportunity to, but he's still there to play hockey. He's there to win games. He's there to compete. This is an aside. His, his media personality is an aside. It's a great aside, but it, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a secondary option for him. It's not his main focus. He's focused on the right types of things, and to me, that's the perfect storm for the type of goalie who could really, I think, transform this organization. Well, I speak for I think the entire state of Minnesota and Iowa as well, that we're really excited to see what uh, what Jesper has in store uh, this season. And uh, we'll definitely check in on him uh, as the season unfolds. Uh, we will finish talking a little bit about the roster and what to expect from uh, some of the Wilds Iowa, uh, AHL rivals as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, for the everydayers, we got a bonus preview of tomorrow's preseason game against the Chicago Blackhawks for you. Plus, be on the lookout for content at XL Energy Center. Uh, Locked on Wild is making the trip, and so uh, we'll have you covered every step of the way. Ben Gislason joins us, the voice of the Iowa Wild. And Ben, I know I don't want to do really any of the like let's plot out the roster uh because those decisions will be coming tomorrow and so uh for listeners make yeah, sure to can't tune yet. in make sure to tune in for uh for those names to be announced um this weekend uh for the Iowa Wild uh what are we looking at for some of the uh, opponents for the Iowa Wilds where do we expect them to kind of fit in amongst the uh, the rest of their division opponents 
I mean, the first one I got to start with is the Chicago Wolves. Uh, I mean, for, for those who don't pay all that much attention to the American Hockey League, uh, the Chicago Wolves have made a relatively unprecedented move, at least in today's American Hockey League, by um, leaving their affiliation agreement with the Carolina Hurricanes. They're flying solo, and they're one of the few independently owned teams in the American Hockey League, so they can make this move. Iowa can't do that because we're own Craig Leopold owns us, <laughs> nor do we want to. Um, but uh, the Chicago Wolves privately owned, they, they have no longer have a, an affiliation with any National Hockey League team. And so that's a really interesting one. And they're, a, I mean, they won the Calder Cup two seasons ago. And uh, as I've been told by many people, including Mike Murray, who, who was our GM here and uh, AGM with Minnesota, he was with the American Hockey League before taking his spot with, with Minnesota. He said it was one of the best American League teams he has ever seen in, in the Chicago Wolves two years ago. So, I mean, this is a really well-storied club, a very good franchise. That all of a sudden is going to be void of any of those really high-end prospects because any high-end prospect is going to have been drafted and they're going to have a spot on a team that has an affiliation. Now, you may get some veteran players in there or some guys that are, are great American League players or that are NHL hopefuls that maybe feel they're buried down in an organization somewhere. But I haven't looked at their roster much, but I'm very intrigued by the Chicago Wolves and what we could see. Could it be great? Maybe. Could it be awful? Also, maybe. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. So I'm really intrigued to see what they look like. Um, other teams around our division, the Blackhawks are, are full of prospects. Um, now I, I think a player who's plagued Iowa my time here, Lucas Weichel is likely going to be with Chicago this year. So that will make us feel better. Um, cause that guy is, is a superstar type player in the American league. I think he's a tremendous talent. Um, him and Connor Bedard are going to be, I think really fun to watch for quite some time. Um, that, that's Rockford. They're the big rival. Um, they should have a decent amount of prospects though. So they could look pretty similar to Iowa in their youth, um, in their skill level. Those are the two things that I keep hearing about our team in Iowa is it's going to be young, but it's going to be really skilled. I think Rockford and the Chicago organization could be in a similar spot. Um, I don't know much about Manitoba. They've always been tough. They've always been physical. That's been the brand of hockey they've played. Um, we actually have one of their, one of my favorite players from their teams over the last few seasons, Greg Morellis will be wearing a wild uniform this season. I loved that signing this off season. I think he's a rough and tumble player who can score. Um, so I, I'm intrigued to see what, what, what the Manitoba Moose look like. Uh, Texas was the, the best team, um, I believe in the West. No. Yeah. I think they were the best team in the West last year. Um, and they likely will have graduated a lot of those players on to play for Dallas. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm also interested to see what they'll look like. It's hard in the American league because you don't just get to go off of what your memories serve. Because oftentimes, like you and I, I could talk actually be better about what the Minnesota Wild are going to look like from a National League level than I could about even the teams I'm going to see way more often this year than I'll probably watch the Minnesota Wild play at times, just because that team's going to look pretty much the same compared to what, what we right. saw last year, where Texas, Manitoba, Rockford, Chicago, especially Chicago, they're going to look brand new for the most part. So um it's really, it, it's a feeling out process in the first month of the season. As you start to see these new opponents, you go, all right, this team's got this, this team's got that. I would expect Milwaukee seems to always have a good team. 
Um, they've been a contender every time I, I, I've, I've been on a broadcast for my now coming up on four seasons now with the Iowa Wild. So I would expect them to be a good club as well. Um, who am I forgetting in the central? I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. I think that covers everyone. Um, so, and then the Pacific teams, um, I'm bummed we're not playing Coachella Valley this year because that was fun last season. They were a team that made it all the way to the Calder Cup finals. And those series were nasty. Our series with them, for whatever reason, were just loaded with fights and loaded with penalty minutes and loaded with cheap shots. And it just made for such an intense game both here and there and going to Palm Springs in March last year. Wasn't bad. I didn't mind that. That was a nice trip, but um, I, I think Iowa's got a really good chance of being a playoff team. Again, um, it, it seems to be a little bit of a wide open central, which is good news for Iowa with as young of a team as they have. But the other thing I would say about Iowa's club is with the players we could see. And again, like you brought up, we, we won't know officially until the end of this weekend, who's going to be coming down there could be a dogfight to be in the top six of Iowa right now. I mean, really a dogfight for it. As young as this blue line is going to be, which will be fun some nights, it could also be terrifying some nights with, with five of your seven being first or second year pros that are all just tremendously skilled defensemen with high ceilings. But if you're a rookie, you're not near that ceiling yet. So it could be interesting. But with as we talked about Jesper and Zane, and then a, a forward group that has just goals all over it. I mean, players you could see this year, we could not. I mean, Sammy Walker and Adam Beckman are going to vie for a spot in Minnesota. Vinny Terry is going to vie for a spot in Minnesota. We could see them this year. We could not. We'll see some of them. Where, I mean, all those guys aren't going to make it. So even if you see two of those three, those two guys are potentially on your top line. And then we're forgetting Nick Patan, Stephen Fogarty, Nick Sweeney. Um, uh, uh, there's a signing out of, of, of Montreal's organization, Joel Teasdale, who scored 23 goals in the American League last year. He signed to an AHL contract, so he's here this year. I mean, this is a team that has crazy amounts of scoring up front. Um, and so that, to me, means we are going to see a very entertaining brand of hockey this season. Some nights it might be too entertaining, maybe, for what Brett McLean wants to have happen. But that's all part of it, and that's the learning experience. So I'm expecting a lot of goals. I'm expecting great goaltending, and I'm expecting great growth on the back end from the likes of the youngsters, Kyle Masters, Carson Lambos. Um, those are two very touted prospects coming in on the back end, David Spotcheck. You'll likely see the return of Simon jo uh, Johansson as well as Ryan O'Rourke, who are looking to take big steps. And where does Damon Hunt factor in? He's another guy that maybe we see him. Maybe we don't. We might see a bit of both. He's up and back a little bit. So there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot of skill all throughout this lineup. There is skill, there is talent, and there is speed. Brett McLean has said this team is going to be fast, and I expect that, especially from day one. Well, we can't wait to see how things play out, uh, and we appreciate the time today, Ben, giving uh, a little bit of a sense of what we can expect from Iowa this season. Uh, we'll have to do this again as we uh, have a little better picture of what the roster is going to look like. Um, but regardless, fans, make sure you stay tuned to uh, everything the Iowa Wild have to offer this season, and uh, you can do that by uh, continuing to follow along with Lockdown Wild. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss any content as we gear up for the start of the season. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.